and welcome once again to We Are Human First. I am Dr. Paula Kleiger, and I'm joined by my colleague, Lori Blumenstein-Bott. And we are delighted to come back and spend some time talking with you today. We're going to talk some more about being grateful during this time of COVID-19. It is Monday, April 13th, 2020. We had the holidays beginning. Um, We started Passover last week in the midst of uh, COVID-19. And we also had Easter just this this Sunday, uh, Palm Sunday last Sunday and Easter Sunday this week. So a lot is going on in this world of the coronavirus. Where shall we begin, Lori, um, talking about um, being grateful? Well, I wonder, as we're even saying the word, you may be thinking grateful. How is there any room for grateful? And I think that's precisely why we chose this as a topic. You're right. We've gotten through some holidays and everybody chose a different path on how to do that and how to adapt and what would make sense and being alone in that same environment. But finding how to be grateful while still navigating through this, I think is essential for us to be talking about. You know, I'm reflecting myself on the fact that sometimes, um, particularly during something like this, where people are experiencing, and many of you there are experiencing a, a number of losses of all kinds, I mean, we have a loss of having to isolate ourselves, shelter in place, so to speak, and uh, at the same time, find ways to connect and spend time together. But, you know, there's something about in all of that, um, I want to come back to the holidays just a moment and that each person or people may celebrate them, observe them. Some people may just celebrate life. But in our having those rituals, so to speak, those holidays to come to, they are kind of reflections of some hope. Right. And in those moments of just attending to hope, they're an opportunity to begin to see where we can be grateful. Right. We were kind of on this holiday piece, but I think it's, I agree with you, it's important to stay with it. For the first time, for as I celebrated the Passover holiday this year, I had my brother and sister live in uh, Colorado and Illinois on Zoom. And, you know, that's something I've never done in any holiday when we couldn't be together. But this year, it seemed more important to make, you know, if we could reach out, we should reach out. And it isn't maybe the best thing for the holiday to be doing technology, but being able to have them just really felt so right. And also, it's kind of like, because so much has to be virtual and remote, for me at least, and for my family with Paul and my husband and daughter, it's almost like there's far more of a natural attention and focus on, okay, what can we do? Right. How can we come together and make the holiday one that feels like a an even closer connection, even though actually we're so much further apart, or we might be apart physically from our loved ones. So that was a place 
in part to begin. I really like what you said, you know, what can we do? And and just to hold people to what can we do? Because I think that's so important when you feel, and you've brought this up before, powerless. Mm. What are the things we can do? And what are the ways we can connect and be grateful? You know, here in New York City, I'm not sure it's happening in Michigan. It is one of those places that at seven o'clock each night here in New York City, there is a natural kind of clamoring out the windows on all kinds of parts of, of the city as well as the boroughs with people being grateful, showing that they're grateful for, in particular, our frontline responders in healthcare and so forth and so on. But I think one of the things you and I wanted to talk about is there's so much, so many other ways for us to be and so many other people that we couldn't think about being grateful for at this time. Right. And I think, you know, it's the casual, and we've talked about this in some of our self-study recordings before, and casual relationships surround our lives. You know, you have to be able to go to the dry cleaners, or you have to be able to pick up something from the grocery, maybe because, you know, you can't get it delivered or the pharmacy. And there are people in all of these places, and the people delivering even, that we are recognizing more and more, that sort of a resetting to see, oh, there, you know, I navigate with people around me, I interact with people around me. Does it have to be so quick and casual? Or could it be, could I stay for a moment longer and say, how are you? How is the business doing? How's your family? I was thinking this week in particular, I'm a vegetarian, as you know, and um, many out there may be vegetarians as well. But one of the thoughts that came to mind was, I'm imagining all of the people in farms who have seeded the ground, they go out and they pick vegetables and so forth, that then the farmer has to pull together and prepare to get delivered to a grocer. And all of that is being done. These are frontline responders, in my estimation. These are people who are there all the time, who I connect with and connect with all of us. And we may not be fully conscious of their contribution to our lives every day. I feel so grateful for the people who, and these are essentials, <laughs> people who are out there making sure that we all have food on the table and are willing to get out there and work so hard to make sure that it is healthy and it's safe for us to have it. Mm -hmm. So that, when I think about all the hard work that comes from, let's just say, what farmers do, and the people who are actually out there planting as well as picking all the you know various vegetables and produce and so forth, I start thinking, who else am I, <laughs> am I not thinking of, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, you're listening to us here, and, and it's not just because Dr. Clagger's a psychologist and I'm a therapist that we are thinking like this. This is part of when we talk about our model of self-study and building bridges to others, this is how our lives matter. This is how we make a difference in small ways in our lives by connecting to people around us. I 
feel grateful that there is a bit of resetting with this and that we are recognizing that more. People are actually waving to the delivery person, the mail person, and not just casually keep with your head down walking by to a neighbor. You know, there is that connectiveness that we see and engage in now more consciously. The resetting is the right word. Or maybe for some people, recognizing it for the first time in the many different ways that we are connected to each other and completely and utterly supported by each other. And on the other side of it, that we, we, if we think about it, we have opportunities to support and to give. And I feel grateful for that. What are some of the ways that I can kind of get out there and give of myself? That makes me feel great. And I'm sure that there's so many of you that you may not even give yourself, you may not even recognize how good you feel when you're able to do something that is caring and reaching out and so forth. It makes a difference. It makes such a difference. As a society, I think that's how we're wired, right? We want to make a difference. We don't want to just do what we do and, you know, call it a day. And so people say, well, I don't know what I can do now. There's everything's closed. There's a, a lot of things we can do now. And of course, that relates to our fifth self-study practice, which is how we can find purpose and how we can make a difference in others' lives. And this is a time when, wow, we definitely can do even those very small things. One of the things that, that I thought was so wonderful that my husband and I And this is all about him because not about me. He thought of it. But we um, have people who handle the maintenance and so forth in our building. And we had gotten deliveries that just weren't the right kind of food and so forth. And he packaged it all up (laughs) and he just left it there. He left Mm -hmm. it for them. To share. To share. Mm-hmm. And those kinds of things, and of course, he's just he's a very generous kind of person. But for me, it, it leads to moments when I just, I, you know, I, I feel teared up because I, you know, it's wonderful when we even do things for others that are unselfish and are caring and nurturing. And even in, in, in to anticipate doing something for others, I've been talking to some of the clients that I work with and have young children, you know, now's the time where you can tell them, you know, go through your closet and see what you're not wearing anymore. And let's make boxes Mm -hmm. or what toys you're not using. And let's create some boxes so that they see that visual cue of there's things that I can do. Here's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to do this in the, you know, give it away in the future. Mm -hmm. It's going to make a difference in someone's life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, What we're talking about here, this isn't grand stuff. This is simple being human, caring about oneself. And in doing that, as we engage in this kind of self-study, our own awareness of ourselves, it's almost like you cannot help but want to give it back to others or to make a bridge to someone else. I really like that you said keep it simple because... You know, we all don't sew. We all can't do these grand things that we're seeing on television. But there's lots of little things that we can do in our daily lives. 
whether you're alone, whether you're in a family, whether you're a couple. And that's where, you know, spending some time to think about that is valuable. And acknowledging the resetting that's happening and how that might change how we live our lives in the future. And what if, just as we wind up this particular uh, meeting and session with you all down, what if we each day, either at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, just kind of pull out a journal or pull out a little sheet of paper or on your refrigerator, <laughs> write a couple of things down mm-hmm. that make you feel grateful. I think that's a great exercise. And I do want to say that, you know, Psych Assets and Dr. Kleiger and Sarah Kleiger are doing a virtual group that is no fee. And this is just another opportunity. You know, what can we give? How can Psych Assets do something that's meaningful? And so, you know, you do what you can and you offer what you have. And so, you know, check out the virtual group. We're doing that on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's just a way to connect and talk about what's happening. So on that note, we are going to sign off for today. We look forward to coming back and talking to you more about whatever's going on. In our podcast series, We Are Human First. And again, I'm Dr. Paula Kleiger and my colleague, Lori Blumenstein-Bott. And we're hoping that you will have an amazing, grateful day. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much for listening.